0: This is Democracy on the Move. (music) Democracy on the Move is a podcast tribute to the people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its original promise of democracy. This episode is being released on Sunday, March 12, 2023. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and thank you for joining us. In today's podcast, I'll talk about the controversies surrounding the concept of free speech in today's society. Is our freedom of speech really free? And just because we're free to express ourselves, does that mean we live in harmony? But first, let's talk about legislation for sale to the highest bidder. Now here's how it works. Those who pump millions of dollars into our political campaigns are going to get something in return. The outright purchasing of political influence in this country has gotten out of hand, especially since the infamous 2010 Supreme Court ruling of Citizens United, which granted First Amendment freedom of speech to corporations. So are rich people running this nation? It kind of looks that way sometimes. Legislation shouldn't be for sale, but here we are. Those that raise the most money in their campaigns usually win their elections and off to Congress they go, making laws that betray the people that voted for them. While there is hope, Move to Amend is behind a constitutional amendment that will render the Citizens United decision irrelevant. Now This constitutional amendment will put an end to corporate rule and the corrupting influence of big money in elections. For more information on how our government has been corrupted by unrestricted campaign financing and what you can do about it, you can find Move to Amend online at movetoamend.org. Now, the controversy surrounding free speech is complex and multifaceted. While it's important to protect free speech, we must also be very mindful of the potential harm that it can cause. Cancel culture may be well-intentioned, but it can also result in the suppression of free speech. The incident at Stanford University, which I'll explain shortly, is an example of how free speech can be stifled when people use protests to shut down opposing views. The question is whether the concept of free speech was honored in good faith. That's difficult to answer that question because there is this thing called the, quote, paradox of tolerance. The paradox of tolerance is a concept that highlights the potential dangers of unlimited tolerance. The paradox argues that a society that tolerates everything, including intolerance, will eventually become intolerant. Now, this paradox is attributed to the philosopher Karl Popper back in 1945 when he wrote about the paradox of tolerance, and he argued that a society cannot be truly tolerant if it allows intolerance to flourish unchecked. Now, the paradox of tolerance is a pretty deep subject, so I urge you to Google it and read up on it a bit. You can learn exactly how a society can eventually drift toward intolerance simply by allowing intolerant voices to take hold and flourish. The paradox of tolerance can be illustrated by examining hate speech. While some may argue that hate speech is protected under the First Amendment, others argue that it should not be tolerated. Hate speech can be defined as any speech that attacks a person or group based on their race or their religion, ethnicity, gender, or sexual orientation. Now, hate speech is harmful because it creates a culture of fear and exclusion, and it can incite violence against marginalized groups. Now, those who argue that hate speech should not be tolerated are often accused of being anti-free speech. However, the paradox of tolerance suggests that we cannot be truly tolerant if we allow hate speech to go unchecked. This means that we must be willing to confront hate speech and condemn it when we encounter it. The Paradox of Tolerance also raises questions about who gets to decide what is intolerant. In a democratic society, we have a responsibility to protect minority views and opinions even if they are unpopular. However, this becomes difficult when those views and opinions become harmful to others. The line between free speech and hate speech is often blurred, and it can be challenging to navigate. Another issue that arises from the paradox of tolerance is the tension between freedom and equality. While freedom of speech is an essential component of democracy, it can also be used to perpetrate inequality. For example, hate speech can be used to justify discrimination and oppression, which goes against the principle of equality. So, it's important to balance the need for free speech with the need for equality to ensure that everyone has an equal voice in society. Now, let's turn to some historical events where free speech caused controversy. The Civil Rights Movement of the 1960s is an example. During that time, African Americans demanded equality, and most protested peacefully while others took maybe extreme measures. The thing is that a number of peaceful activists were arrested and physically assaulted for expressing their views, and this sparked outrage across the country, and rightfully so. In this case, it wasn't intolerance as the message of the protest. It was quite the opposite, actually. It was tolerance. Let's fast forward to today, where we see a similar situation of, quote, cancel culture in action. Now, cancel culture is the practice of boycotting or protesting individuals or companies that hold a particular political view or have said something or done something deemed politically incorrect. While it's important to call out harmful behavior, the problem with cancel culture is that it often results in the suppression of free speech. When people are afraid to speak their minds, it stifles intellectual growth and debate. Cancel culture it kind of raises the question also about who gets to decide? Who gets to decide what is politically correct or incorrect? Who gets to decide whether a person or a perspective is intolerant? As a result, there have been, I believe, A number of cases where cancel culture can be used to silence legitimate critiques and stifle dissenting opinions. Now, one example of cancel culture that made headlines recently was the incident at Stanford University, which I talked about above. In this incident, there is a federal judge by the name of Kyle Duncan. He was invited to speak by the school's Federalist Society chapter. Now, bear in mind that the Federalist Society is a fairly conservative group of people. Some would say that they are conservative to the point of intolerance. Nevertheless, the judge showed up for the speech and was heckled by a large number of students, making it impossible for him to deliver his speech. One of the school's deans joined in on the disruptions as opposed to trying to de-escalate the situation. The students were protesting because, well, they believed the judge's views were harmful and denied the humanity of certain people. In fact, in the days prior to the speech, students asked the Federalist Society to either cancel the speech or put it online they accused the judge of being intolerant, as some of his rulings were considered anti-gay and anti-black. While it's understandable that students may not agree with Judge Duncan's views, their actions raise the question as to whether free speech was honored in good faith. And I suppose the answer to that question really depends upon how you view the judge. Is he truly preaching intolerance? If so, then should he be tolerated? I'm going to leave that question hanging there because... I believe folks really need to examine the evidence and answer it for themselves. Another example of cancel culture is the case of James Damore, a former Google employee who was fired for expressing his views on diversity in the workplace. Damore wrote a memo in which he argued that the biological differences between men and women may account for the lack of gender parity in the tech industry. Now, his memo was controversial, was also an expression of his right to free speech, however. Uh, Google fired him, citing a violation of their code of conduct. Now, the question here is whether Google's actions were an infringement on Demore's right to free speech. It's a good question. I'll just leave that one hanging there, too. Now, as a society, I think we need to strive to protect free speech while also promoting harmony and understanding. We must find a way to balance the need for free expression with the need for equality and respect for all individuals. The paradox of tolerance highlights the potential dangers of unlimited tolerance. We need to be willing to confront intolerance and hate speech when we encounter it. However, we must also be mindful of the potential harm caused by cancel culture and the suppression of free speech. So my bottom line is this. The the controversy surrounding free speech is complex and multifaceted. It's important to protect free speech, but we must also be mindful of the potential harm it can cause. Cancel culture is, is well-intentioned, but it can also result in the, in the suppression of free speech. Now, the incident at Stanford University is an example of how free speech can be stifled when people use protests to shut down opposing views. The paradox of tolerance highlights the potential dangers of unlimited tolerance. And we must be willing to confront intolerance and hate speech when we encounter it. Now, Where do we draw that line between free speech and intolerance? Yeah, I don't know for sure. Honestly, I mean, I can answer it for myself, but overall, as a nation, we must continue to have conversations about these issues to ensure that we can protect free speech while also promoting harmony and equality. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and whether or not you agree with my concerns, I hope I was able to make you think. I don't want agreement. I simply want to inspire your ability to think and then act on your beliefs. You've been listening to Democracy on the Move, a tribute to all those people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its original promise of democracy. Please tune in each week. We will feature guests and topics that will help keep you in touch with our march toward a more perfect union. If you have any questions or suggestions or if you'd like to sponsor future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Just send us an email at info at democracyandthemove.org or contact us on our webpage at democracyandthemove.org slash contact. Democracy and the Move is all one word. Theme music Murky Waters performed by LRA Music Used Under License from Shutterstock. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in. Been my pleasure to be with you today. Please have a safe week ahead. We hope you'll tune in again next week.